you deserve the glory how many know the Lord deserves the glory for everything that he's done how many know he deserves the glory for everything he's done and you know what not only does he deserve glory for what he did but how many thank him for what he didn't do <laughs> somebody ought to hear me I said how many thank God for what he didn't do I want you to know that there are some blessings not only in what he did but what he didn't do in your life come on somebody give God the best praise you've got hallelujah it's the best praise hallelujah it's the highest praise you deserve the glory and all the honor God first of all because of who you are and then because of all that you've done Lord you deserve the glory There are some witnesses out there that can testify and say, if it had not been for the Lord, anybody got that mindset and that attitude? If it had not been for the Lord, when I look back over my life, there's some stuff I wouldn't have made it through. I couldn't have made it through if it had not been for the Lord. As a matter of fact, there are some people that are going through some stuff right now. The only reason you're still in your right mind, the Lord is keeping you. Have I got any help out there? There's somebody, somebody in the room going through right now, but they are in God's house giving him worship and giving him praise because they realize that God is still worthy to be praised in spite of what I'm going through. God is still worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Yes, Hallelujah. To the marvelous name of Jesus. Oh, he deserves the glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Listen, we're going to move into the word that God has given me to share on this morning he deserves it but we don't do God a favor when we praise him he deserves that <laughs> come on somebody he deserves that think of all the stuff he got us out of I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm preaching already just think of all the stuff he's gotten us out of and pulled us through. As a matter of fact, there are some stuff, and I often say this, there, there are some things that the Lord has done we don't even realize that he did. There are some stuff the Lord has kept us from that we don't even realize that he kept us from. We know some of this stuff. Oh yeah, we know some of it, but but God has done some unknown stuff. I'm talking about some unknown stuff to you and me. In our lives, he has been wonderfully good. He's been merciful. 
He's been kind. He's been gracious. And for that, we owe him praise. I'm preaching today out of Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. And we'll begin reading at verse 1 and we'll read some of the following verses. I don't know how much the Lord will allow us to cover in this story today concerning Peter. But once you find Acts chapter 12, those who can, we ask you to stand as we reverence and show respect to the reading of the word of the Lord. That's Acts chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. It reads, Now about that time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals, and so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and wits not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and the second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street and forthwith the angel departed from him. Let me read one more verse. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. You may be seated in the presence 
of the Lord. There are a lot of things I could talk about, I, I, but, but, but I want to use the thought, God will deliver. I want to talk about that this morning. God will deliver. Is there anybody in the room know anything about the delivering power of the almighty God? Look at somebody if you know anything about it and tell them, I know God will deliver. I want to tell you, my brothers and my sisters, that in this uh, introduction, I want to share with you that uh, we need to be reminded that as people of God, just because we serve God, it does not mean that God won't allow us to go through some stuff. Yeah. Have I got a witness? Yeah. God will, as a matter of fact, I want to remind you that sometimes God will allow you to find yourself in certain situations, watch this, so that he can reveal his power and his glory in your life. Have I got a witness? I want you to understand, my brothers and my sisters, sometimes God will allow us to find ourselves in certain situations, watch this, so that he can be glorified in that particular dilemma we find ourselves in. What am I saying? Watch this. If I've never been sick, I would not know that God is a healer. I can go on what somebody else said. But I wouldn't know for myself that God is a healing God. If I've never been down, I wouldn't know that God is able to lift up those who seem to be downtrodden. Amen. If I never had a problem, I really would not know for myself that God is able to solve them. I want to tell you today, my brothers and my sisters, that the church in this particular uh, uh, time, the church was suffering persecution. And they were suffering persecution not on the level that we, we experience it right now. You know, some folks just can't stand to be talked about. <laughs> but the level of persecution that the church was facing in this particular day and time, amen, of the text, amen, they were not only being talked about, but, but they were being killed. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were being killed. There were people that were losing their lives simply because they identified themselves as followers of Christ. My brothers and my sisters, I want to tell you that not only uh, is it, did it happen in this particular day and time in the scripture, but I want you to know it's happening even today. Yeah. It's happening even today, amen, in certain parts of the world. There are people, amen, that are losing their lives and being, amen, tortured and persecuted simply for the cause of Christ. And that's why, amen, over here in these United States of America, amen, I want you to understand that we ought to have a better praise than what we got. We can freely come in and worship the Lord. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. We can freely, amen, do, amen, whatever the Lord leads us to do. And there are people in certain parts of the world who are suffering. 
simply because they identify themselves with Christ. In the text, the Bible said that now about the that time Herod, the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. That simply means uh, that he wanted to do things against God's people to bring trouble upon them. And, and, and Herod, uh, he was an earthly king, but he failed to realize that uh, his power was limited. He failed to realize that the people that belonged to the church of Christ, they served the king above all kings. But yet, he stretched his hand against the church. As a matter of fact, watch this. God even allowed him to kill James. Now, I want you to understand, now, 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 they could not have killed James except the Lord allowed it to be so. Is there anybody in here other than me that believe that can't nothing happen to a child of God except God allows it? And whatever happens in your life, just know that God allowed it to happen. And whatever he allows, there's always a divine purpose. In whatever the Lord allows. God allowed them to kill James. The brother of John. With the sword. Somebody said, why did God allow them to kill James? It was his time to die. How many know when is your time to die? You got to check out of here. It was James's time to die. That's the only reason God allowed them to kill James with the sword. Now watch this. After he had James killed, after King Herod had James, the brother of John, killed with the sword, he saw that the people rejoiced over. You know how it is, some folk, I don't care what it is, if they see folks react a certain way to what they're doing, they cut a bigger food. Y'all low-key this morning, but that's all right. In other words, when he saw, see, see, let me tell you something. When you have a mindset of wanting to please folks. When you see that what you do is pleasing to them, watch this, it'll cause you to do it, come on somebody, more and more and more. Yeah, he saw that it pleased the folk. They got happy, they got excited. Uh, they began to rejoice when he had James killed. So when he saw that the people were pleased about what he had done concerning James, amen, the Bible said that, that he proceeded further to take Peter. 
Now, I want you to understand that. Watch this. He don't even realize the only reason he could have power over James and kill James is because God gave him that power. But now watch this. When he saw that it pleased the people that he killed James, he said, well, I'm going to take Peter too. But watch this. It was in God's will for him to have James, but not Peter. Come on, somebody. And the reason it was not in God's will for him to have Peter is because, watch this, James' life, it was time for his life to come to an end. But God had more work. I was, somebody going to wake up here in the morning. God had more work for Peter to do. And how many know that as long as God has purpose for your life, no devil in hell can take you out of here before your time. If somebody in the room right now ought to be praising God because the devil tried to take you out of here, but because God had a plan for your life. Look at somebody and tell them I'm still here by the grace and by the mercy of God. I'm still here. It's not because I kept myself, but I got to give God the glory because he kept me. Even in the midst of the enemy plotting against me, the Lord kept me. See, it was in God's will for them to kill James because James, God was through using him on this side. But he wasn't through with Peter. But the king decides, Herod decides because to, to flex his muscles because he's the earthly king. He decides, well, since I see that it pleases the people that I kill James, I'm going to take Peter too. But he didn't know that God... Come on, somebody. He, 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 didn't, he didn't know that there was a, a, amen, a king higher than him. He sat on his throne. But how many know our God is the king above all kings? And he calls the shots. Yeah. It wasn't in God's will for him to take Peter and kill him. Because God had purpose for Peter. I wish I had some help here. I said God had purpose for Peter. I'm talking about the same Peter, amen, that denied the Lord. Come on, somebody. Don't you remember that Jesus had prophesied to him and told him, Satan have desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But the Lord said, I have prayed for you that your faith won't fail you and he said Peter after you're converted strengthen your brothers and this same Peter God he was anointed and appointed by the Lord and I want to tell somebody as a side note, you know, sometimes people will say, well, once you fail God or if you do certain things or you down for the count, you out. But is there anybody can thank God that amen, even when you make mistakes, even when you fail the Lord, even when you deny the Lord, even when you wasn't in the will of God, he looked beyond your fault and he saw and supplied your need and said, I'm still going to use you. still going to use you. And Peter hung in there with the Lord and that man became so anointed. I'm talking about I'm talking about cussing Peter. I'm talking about the Peter that would cut you too. 
Uh, come on, somebody. Talk back to me if you can. I'm talking about the, the lying Peter. You know he told a lie when he denied the Lord because he said, I don't know him. He lied. Oh, but the day came that the same man, Peter, God used him. Come on, somebody. And that's why God did not allow the devil to snuff his life out. That's why God did not allow the devil through Herod, amen, to cause Peter to die prematurely. Because God had a plan for Peter. The man became so anointed until they laid six sick folks in his path and he didn't even have to lay hands he didn't even have to touch them just his shadow would pass over them and they would be healed so God had a plan for Peter now watch this I want you to check it out in verse 3 between verse 3 and 4 I just told you that God had a plan for Peter, but watch this. Satan had a plan. And Satan's plan was to destroy him. Satan's plan was to kill him, was to, was to take his life out, cause him to die a premature death. And I want to tell somebody that you have to understand that Satan has a plan for all of our lives. Have I got any help in it? He has a plan for all of our lives. But is there anybody glad that even though Satan got a plan, God got a plan too? I heard the Lord said in Jeremiah 29 and 11, he said, I know the plan that I have for you, said the Lord. I have plans to prosper you and not harm you. My plan is to give you a hope and a future. So even though Satan had a plan to kill Peter and to destroy him, to take his life, God had a plan for Peter. And how many know God's plan always prevails? I said God's plan always prevails. Somebody ought to be rejoicing about that because all of us in this room, the devil had plans for us. Amen. But thank God that God had a plan. Some of us before we got saved, come on, used to be drinkers and smokers and clubbers. Come on somebody. But is there anybody that can rejoice in being saved this morning? In being delivered in the fact that God did not allow Satan to destroy you before you came on in. Yeah, Satan had a plan. Satan had a plan to kill Peter. I got to move on. But watch this. It says, because, in verse 3, because he saw it pleased the Jews, he further proceeded to take Peter also. But watch this. Then were the days of unleavened bread. Now watch this. The importance of that, the days of unleavened bread, is that, watch this. He, he, even though he took him, he couldn't kill him yet. Be, because of the timing, be, because this, the, those were the days of unleavened bread. He couldn't, he couldn't kill him at that particular time. So he, he decided, well, I'm going to wait. He said, I'm going to wait. And after Easter... After Easter, we'll bring him before the people. It's in the book. 
My brothers and my sisters, the Bible said when they had apprehended Peter, they put him in prison and delivered him, watch this, to four quaternions of soldiers. That was equivalent to about 16 soldiers guarding one man. Look at somebody and tell them they wanted to make sure he didn't get away. If they put 16 folks to guard one man, they wanted to make sure that he didn't get away. Oh, but how many know when the Lord is for you? <laughs> they can have you sur totally surrounded, and if God wants you to want you to delivered, He'll come and swoop you up. And they still standing right where they were. Uh -huh. And you gone. <laughs> yes, Lord. Watch this. They had 16 soldiers, at least 16 soldiers watching him, guarding him. Intending that after Easter they would bring him forth to the people. And Peter, the Bible said, therefore was kept in prison. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. My brothers and sisters, I want you to be reminded there's power in prayer. I said there's power in prayer. Anybody know anything about prayer? Prayer is the key to the kingdom and faith will unlock the door. There is power in prayer. That's why Jesus said in Luke chapter 18 verse 1, he said men ought to always pray and not faint. My brothers and my sisters, there is power in prayer. Amen. The scripture declared there was a woman by the name of Hannah. She was barren and couldn't have no children, but she prayed. Oh, somebody ought to hear me this morning. She prayed and because of her prayer and her commitment to God, God opened up her barren womb and she brought forth a male child. I'm telling you, there's power in prayer. Paul and Silas were beaten and put in prison. And the Bible said in the midnight hour, they began to pray. And they began to sing praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And the scripture said that that was a great earthquake that shook the foundation of the jail. I come to tell you, there's power in prayer. Guess what happened after they prayed and praised God? The doors to the prison were open. And everybody's bands were loose. There is power in prayer. Here we see in the text the church prayed for Peter. And the Bible said they didn't stop. They did not stop. They kept on praying. I don't know how they did it. Maybe, maybe, maybe they took shifts. Maybe they said, while this group is sleeping, y'all group be praying. I don't know how they worked it out, but, but according to the scripture, they did not cease. They did not cease uh, to, to pray for Peter. They kept on praying and they kept on praying. And my brothers and sisters, one thing I've, I've seen even, even in this day and time, the church needs more prayer. Somebody say, how do you, how you know the church needs more prayer? Watch this. When you can get more folk to show up for bingo, 
than Bible study. Y'all talk back to me. I'm, I'm trying to get out of here now. That's an indication that the church need prayer. Have I got a witness? Amen. We, 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 we need to pray, amen, like the old church used to pray. They prayed without ceasing. My brothers and my sisters, they kept on praying for Peter. I can imagine, now watch this. Now some folks, amen, they probably heard he was locked up. If it had been the wrong folk to wear, ain't nothing I can do. That old church didn't sit around like, ain't nothing we can do. See, because I'm going to tell you, watch this. When they locked Peter up, watch this. He didn't have a bond to be able to get out. It was not like, see, it's different if somebody gets locked up and they set a bond for them. That means that they can get out providing that somebody comes up with whatever is necessary to make bonds. But if they don't give you a bond at all, that means you're there. You can't get out. So I want to tell you as I move on that Peter didn't have a bond. It wasn't no getting out for him, not, not, not in Herod's eyes because their intent for Peter was to kill him. So they wasn't trying to let him out. He didn't have a bond. The, the church couldn't go down there. The deacons couldn't say, let's go down there and get Rev out of jail. <laughs> Trustees and deacons couldn't get together and say, let's take up an offering and, and get enough money to go down and bond him out, bail him out of jail. They couldn't do that. Because the intent was to kill him. Let me move on. But the church said, even though we can't bail him out, we can pray for him. And the fact that they kept praying for him was a sign that they were trusting God to do something. Come on, somebody. Just the mere fact that they kept on praying was a sign that they had faith to believe that God would do something on Peter's behalf. I can imagine they said, we can't bail him out, but we can pray for him. We can pray for his faith. We can pray for his strength. We can pray. I don't even know if they were really praying for his deliverance uh, or not, but uh, uh, when I looked on down to the text, but all I know, they were praying for him without ceasing. The Bible said, the Bible said that, 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 that when, Herod, uh, when, he, when Herod would have brought him forth, uh, the Bible said the same night. That means, the, you know, Herod was getting ready to bring him forth to the people for Peter to be put to death. Oh, but look at somebody and tell them the same night. I don't know how long Peter stayed in jail, but now I want to tell somebody here that God always comes through. He always comes through, but now what he'll do, sometimes he'll let things come down to the wire. I don't know how long he stayed in jail, but, but, but the way that's interpreted, amen, amen, Herod was getting ready to bring Peter before the people, but that same night, the Lord stepped in. 
while Peter was sleeping. Watch this. Between two soldiers, that's maximum security. It's one thing for the soldier to be standing at the door. But it's another thing for you to be laying between in the middle of two soldiers. They wanted to make sure he did not get away. <laughs> oh, come on, my brothers and my sisters. Here he is laying there between two soldiers, and then he was bound with chains. Watch this. That means that if he had tried to escape on his own, those chains were going to make some noise. They'll know he moving. He trying to get away. Watch this. And the keepers before the door kept the prison. So they had him between two soldiers. They had him sandwiched. Between two soldiers. And they had soldiers at the door. So that, watch this. So that in the event that he got away from the ones on the inside. The ones on the outside should get it. Anybody ever been sandwiched? Anybody ever been in a sandwich situation? It's one thing for you to have one problem on this side, but anybody ever had a problem on this side and on this side and it sandwiched you, amen, in between the problem. But I come to tell you today that God is able to get you out. How many know if, if, if God wants you out, baby, you coming out. I don't care. I don't care how it looks. I don't care what the enemy tries to do. Amen. If God wants you out, God knows how to deliver you. They sandwiched him between two soldiers. They bound him with chains. They had two, they, they had keepers or guards at the door of the prison. But watch this. While he was sleeping, the Bible said, the angel of the Lord came upon him. And a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side. He hit him on the side and raised him up saying, arise quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, gird thyself, get ready, and bind on your sandals, put on your shoes. And so he did, and he said unto him, cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. In other words, cast the garment away from you, and follow me. And he went out, the Bible said, and followed him, and wished not that it was true. He didn't even know whether or not it was true what was being done by the angel but he thought he saw a vision as I get ready to close here today my brothers and my sisters I want to tell you Peter really didn't know what to believe in the moment that it was happening because he knows that he's under maximum security but is there anybody know that even under maximum security, we serve a maximum God? And he's able to deliver. He's able to set free. He's able, amen, he's able to, to make a way for us even where there seems to be no way out of a situation. The Lord is able to do it. He went out and followed him. He didn't know whether or not it was a vision or what. But watch this, the Bible said that when they were past the first and the second ward. Now I want you to understand that God could have taken him out another way. 
just like the angel took him out the way that he took him out, God could have used the angel to take him up through the roof. He could have used the angel to take him through the wall. But watch this. God used the angel to take him right past the enemy. <laughs> oh, somebody ought, to catch, somebody ought to get that this morning. Because see, sometimes we want God to take us around stuff. But God said, I don't want to take you around it. I want to take you through it. Because in taking you through it, I'll get more glory out of the situation. took him through it he made it past one guard then he made it past the second ward and then the bible said they came to the iron gate watch this that lead is or that led into the city which opened to them of his own accord my brothers and my sisters i want you to grasp this today because watch this when god is on your side when god is for you the bible said god used the angel to lead peter from the first and the second ward but when they made it to the iron gate watch this that was not an automatic gate but it became one come on somebody in order to open that gate amen somebody would have had amen to open it up for them but God turned the iron gate into an automatic gate Peter and the angel didn't even have to shake the gate. Watch this. They didn't have to try to climb up the gate. But while they were on their way there, God, I don't know how it happened. Maybe God just and blew the gate open. I don't know how God made it happen, but it happened. And the Bible said the gate automatically opened. Look at somebody and tell them God is going to do some stuff for you. That's going to absolutely blow your mind. Anybody believe that? God is going to cause stuff to start happening. Come on, somebody, that you don't even understand. You don't even know how it's happening. You know it's God, but, but, but yet and still, you said, my goodness. The gate opened for them. It opened, the Bible said, of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street. And forthwith the angel departed from him. My brothers and sisters, I want to tell you as I close today that God is a deliverer. For the Bible said in Psalm 46 and 1, it said, God is our refuge. God is our strength. And God is a very present help. In the time of trouble. And I want to tell you, as I close today, if the Lord had not stepped in, Peter's life would have been destroyed. Is there anybody in the room that can say, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, yeah, I would have been destroyed, but I thank God that he helped me through some situations. 
Am I preaching to anybody that know the Lord that has helped you through some situation? Is it anybody here that know the Lord brought you out? of some situations in your life if that's your testimony tell somebody by the grace of God I've come this far by the grace of God he kept me he never left me have I got a witness I thank God that he has been mine all in all have I got a witness as a songwriter said down through the years the Lord has been good to me have I got a witness where I am he brought me what I know he taught me what I have the Lord gave me and what I am the Lord made me have I got a witness Shout glory, shout yeah. I could see Peter after he had been delivered. The Bible said he came to himself. He said, now I know I'm certain that the Lord has sent his angel and delivered me out of Herod's hands. Have I got a witness? And he delivered me from the expectation of the Jews. Have I got a witness? Is it anybody here that can say like Peter, the Lord has delivered me from expectation of certain people in my life. Somebody can say there are those that said I wouldn't make it. There are those that said I'd never amount to anything. But look at God. I said look at God. Look at God and how good he's been to me. Have I got a witness? Somebody shout in. Is it anybody can say God has been my help? God delivered me from the expectation of my enemies. My enemies wanted to see me go down, but God brought me over. Have I got a witness? Somebody shout in. Shout in. Shout yes, my brothers and my sisters. Peter, the Bible said he considered going by some of the saints' house. Have I got a witness? And he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John. Have I got a witness? And the Bible said that Peter began to knock on the door at Mary's house have I got a witness and the saints was so busy praying but a little girl by the name of Rhoda she heard a knock at the door have I got a witness when Rhoda heard the knock at the door she looked 
looked outside when she opened the door she saw it was Peter and the Bible said she was so glad she forgot to unlock the door and let him in have I got a witness Rhoda was so glad she ran back on the inside and told the saint that Peter is at the door have I got a witness somebody say yeah Peter was standing at the gate and Rhoda said to the saints Peter is at the gate and the saints thought that Rhoda had lost it they said well no that couldn't be Peter he ought to be dead by now have I got a witness that might be his spirit or his ghost that you're looking at at the game have I got a witness but she said no no I know the difference between a ghost and a real man and that's Peter standing at the gate have I got a witness somebody shout yeah shout yeah shout yeah they said Rhoda you done gone crazy you done lost your mind Rhoda said, I'm not crazy, but Peter is at the gate. Is it anybody here know that when you pray, you ought to believe that God is going to do it. You ought to look for it. You ought to expect it to, to happen in your life. Is it anybody here that's expecting God to do some things in your life? Tell somebody, I'm looking for it. Everything I've been praying about, I'm expecting it to happen in my life. Everything I've asked God for, I'm looking for it. Because Jesus said, ask and it shall be given. Seek, you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened. Somebody shout, yeah. Shout yeah, yeah, God will. Anybody know God will do it? High five, somebody say he's able. He's able. The Lord is able to make a way out of no way. He's able to deliver you. He's able to lift you up. He's able. Anybody tried him? Do you know he's able? If you're sick, he's able to heal your body. If you're down, he's able to raise you up. God is. He's able. He's able. Ain't he able? I said, ain't God able? If you trust him and don't doubt it, he'll deliver. And he'll do it on time.
I'm done. But is there anybody? Is there anybody that can bless God and, and say, Lord, I thank you that you didn't give my enemies the satisfaction of seeing me destroy. See, God didn't give them the satisfaction of seeing Peter being killed because God delivered him from the expectation of the people. Let me tell you something. Everybody in your life is not expecting good. There's some folks looking and, and expecting and hoping that you don't make it. But God. There are some folks in this room ought to be rejoicing over what God has done for your life. Thank God for what he did for Peter. But Peter ain't the only one God been good to. Peter ain't the only one that God has delivered from the expectations of some people. Sometimes some of you on your job, folks tried to get you in trouble, hoping you get fired, expecting that, expecting they're going to let you go. And God let you be around to see them carried out the door. Oh, somebody ought to help me in here. I'm, I'm telling you, when you are servant of the Lord, he will take care of you. When you serve him and live for him. You can testify the battle is not mine, but it's the Lord's. I want you to understand, and we're going to open the doors of the church, but Peter was going to be okay either way. Whether he lived or died, he was going to be good. Because watch this, for those who die in Christ to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And the only reason God didn't allow him to be killed is because God wasn't through using him on this side. And God delivered him from the expectations of the Jews. He didn't give them the satisfaction of seeing Peter's life taken from him. And whatever situation that anybody in the room may be dealing with right now, I want you to know that God will deliver. How many really believe that? He will deliver. But sometimes he doesn't do it always when we want him to or think that he will. But don't get, don't get mad with God about that. Don't get frustrated because it doesn't happen when you want it to or you think it should happen because 
Sometimes you waiting on the mailman to deliver stuff that you thought you were going to get Tuesday, but help me, help me somebody. I'm just being practical. But watch this. Just because it don't show up Tuesday, guess what you said? Well, maybe it'll come tomorrow. Don't come Wednesday. It ought to definitely be here by Thursday. All I'm saying is don't give up on God. He's able to deliver on time. Would you stand to your feet? If there be one today, we want to give an opportunity to those who may not be saved, first of all, to receive salvation that only the Lord can give. If you're in here, you're not saved, you have never surrendered your life to the Lord, we want to give you that opportunity to do so right now. You ought to come if you want to surrender your life to the Lord or if you want to become a member of this church family. You ought, you ought to come. Come. The Lord said, whosoever will, let him come. If that's you, will you come? another one will you come if you're seeking salvation or if you are wanting to become a member of greater union church family will you come seated God will Brother Davis who do we have that is coming for what reason yes sir Pastor. today we have sister Monica Anderson and she is coming for prayer okay stand up sister Anderson Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this dear sister that has come not to us, but to you. Lord God, we know that you can do anything for you hold all power in both heaven and earth in your hand. I pray for this sister, God. You know the very thing, everything she's dealing with and going through. I pray, God, that you would move in her life in every area where she needs you to move for Lord God, I pray now for strength. I pray for peace. I pray for comfort. 